You're listening to The Shot Podcast Show. The Shot has brought together some of the most talented, undiscovered musical artists from across Canada to be introduced to the music industry. The Shot has discovered and supported artists that have gone on to gain more than 800,000 streams on Spotify, performances at Boots and Hearts, NXNE, and the Ottawa Blues Fest. Your host for The Shot Podcast is drummer, radio and TV personality, and resident judge on The Shot, Shane Christopher Neal. Wow, Sam Cook! I never knew I had so many titles, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, it's great to be here. Our very first uh, edition of the Shot Podcast show. And CJ and I were talking about this for a little while, and we figured it was a good platform to get out there some information about the shot, about people who were on the shot, and obviously about people who have won the shot, like my very first guest, Michelle Kasabowski. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, I am doing well, as I'm doing as well as someone could probably be doing right now during a pandemic. <laughs> I hear you. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in bands. I'm in bands myself. And it's so frustrating not to be able to be playing and in front of people. And but you know what? We're all going to get through this. And it's a step at a time. And you've done a lot of great things during this pandemic. One of them was winning the shot. So obviously, congratulations on that. We're going to get into that, but first, very first, uh, tell tell the listener about yourself, uh, just really briefly, a little bit about your background. You got a cool story about going to Montreal, coming back to Kingston. So, give us a little bit about Michelle. Sure. Yeah. Well, so I was born and raised in Kingston, Ontario, and I went to school here as well. Completed my first degree here, and then I ended up moving to Montreal. Uh, when I was in my mid-20s, I had always wanted to leave Kingston and loved Montreal. I was deciding where I was going to move, and the city just really spoke to me. I, I always felt so inspired when I went there and felt just very artistic and kind of like I could just express myself and explore myself whenever I visited the city. And, you know, that's important to know because it's not like I visited the city so, so many times prior to moving there, but, um, you know, just a handful of times I'd even been there in my life. There's just something about that place that really kind of spoke to me. So fast forward, I, when I was deciding to move away from Kingston, that is where I really wanted to go. So I moved there and, um, I ended up working at a cafe when I first started, uh, kind of my life in the city and later on went into, uh, found my way into the fashion industry. And it was when I was working in the fashion industry that I actually really became just that much more inspired in my own creative endeavors. I First of all, I love fashion. I absolutely love it. I, it's such a big way that I express myself. Um, so not as much these days at home, that's for sure. I, I, <laughs> I'm probably like everyone else. And where uh where kind of sweatpants way more than is than is probably okay <laughs> but you know during normal times and even um you know i'm trying to get back into still just doing more posts for fashion even just for fun um just dressing up inside for the heck of it um but i digress uh i ended up in fashion and i was just so inspired by all of the people that i met working in the industry from photographers to producers to graphic designers, um, all, and, you know, then the designers 
themselves, uh, there were just so many people who, the really interesting thing about Montreal is that because there's such a large scene of artists there who are actually working in their profession, it's just this really interesting dynamic. And even so many of the musicians who I met in the city, so many of them had actually trained in what they were doing. Um, and that was the same for the fashion industry. I found if you met a photographer, there was a good chance that they had actually gone and studied or done some sort of, you know, um, more intensive training in it versus just kind of happening upon it as a hobby. Um, and all that to say that it actually really inspired me to want to, go back to school and do more studies in music myself. And um, that's what led me eventually back to Kingston as I ended up moving back to Kingston to go to school to finish my Bachelor of Music, which I am still finishing right now. Um, <laughs> I'm finishing it up this year, so I will be graduating. Um, so I've been doing that in voice performance and um, in classical music, actually, the program at Queen's is classical. Uh, but it just was the right fit for me. It's not a super well-known school, but it, it was the right place for me to go. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Montreal, I also, I lost my health a bit when I was there. I ended up having these problems with my asthma and sinuses, and I was really sick for a while, and I actually couldn't sing um, for a period of time. So uh, that was a really important part of my journey with music and performance because it really forced me to explore other options and find other ways to express myself and also think about, you know, how I was going to support myself and find a career. But um, when I ended up getting my health back and I was able to start singing again, it just became so obvious to me that that was the thing that I needed to try my very best to make work and to pursue. So that is part of what ultimately led me you know, that combined with being inspired by these other professionals, professional artists in, in Montreal that kind of led me back to Kingston and fast forward a few years and I've won the shot and here I am talking to you. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, the, the, it just happens like the hip is from Kingston. So that's pretty cool too, you see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anybody who doesn't know your music, it, this is the most interesting thing to me is that that your jazz adult contemporary you send us a package i look at this as the rest of the judges do and i think the first thing was wow this this individual is very creative singer songwriter entertainer model like the list goes on and on almost to the point of you know is is she going to be focused on the music because that's what we're about and or is there going to be too much distraction around that and you knocked it out of the park and no matter not that we were ever trying to say no but if we ever did it was like no no we got to keep her along here because you had something very special um what did you enjoy most i guess about your experience with the shot it, it kind of is too bad not kind of it is too bad that it was virtual because i think you in person would be even bigger than you were virtually you know and i don't mean in stature you know what i'm saying but <laughs> but, but just, I just think that you would have really knocked that out of the park in person, just seeing your personality online. But tell us what it was like to be part of this and to do it virtually. Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. That honestly means a lot. And, um, and it's really, yeah, it's very meaningful to hear that the entertainment side came through and spoke to you because that is 
truly my passion. Um, I would say wrapping up all of the things I do. I, I love to be an entertainer. I like, I love so much of what was hard about the show. I would say was finding those moments where, you know, if, if, um, if I was there in person or if people were able to kind of come to a show or see something more, you know, live there, there's so much banter that happens. There's so many stories that take place. Um, there's a lot of self-deprecation that takes place in shows, um, you know, and so it was trying to find, find new ways to, I guess, be able to um, express myself and have my, have my personality and what I do come through and this very different medium for me personally I'm somebody who's spent most of my time as a singer really focusing on on live performance and social media and um you know including YouTube those have been more just one part of it versus now when media is is pretty much everything that we have so um, so that was an interesting challenge for me. And that challenge was actually overall one of the greatest things about the competition in the end, though. And on top of that, I think the biggest thing that I got out of being in the competition and, you know, I would encourage, I would just encourage anyone to, to apply and to be part of it is there was just so much growth that happened for me and it came about in almost like the in-between moments, you know, it wasn't so much the growth that happened as soon as I found out the answer of, you know, whether or not I was moving through, it was the questions I had to ask myself along the way. And that's why I think no matter what people, what kind of stage people are at, I think it's worth applying because I always say, you know, like you can even just learn so much about yourself just by doing an application for something, um, you know, so there's something to be learned every step of the way. And that was what happened for me is that I kept getting to these points, especially being, I guess, maybe a little bit different than some of the artists in regards to the genre I was doing. And, you know, I mean, I, I kind of skimmed my way through at different points and um, that was so that was really uh, actually very instrumental, I guess, to to how I experienced the show because I constantly had to ask myself, like, okay, does this feel right for me? Does this feel authentic? Does this feel genuine? And, um, I mean, the show kind of broke me in a way. I was talking to CJ recently, and I think he phrased it like that. And... Uh, and it's true. I mean, it kind of, it kind of broke me down in ways that I wasn't expecting because it, it just made me ask myself so many questions about like, what am I trying to say? You know, what do I have to say? And interestingly enough, you know, to your original point, Shane, about the fact that there were so many different elements to, I guess, you know, what you saw when you first saw my audition, um, which is, you know, really, I really appreciate it. But also, I mean, I agree there's, there for so much of my career as well it's been a large focus or I should say there's not been as much of a focus on you know my artistry um and this was an opportunity for me to get to explore that like really explore who is Michelle the artist 
not just Michelle, the singer, um, you know, the entertainer, the person who's providing, you know, background music at this, you know, corporate event or whatever it is. But, right. you know, who who is Michelle, the artist? Like, who who am I as a person? What do I have to say? And that was, it, it was a challenge for me. It's still a challenge for me. It's, it's something that I've really taken away from the competition. And I'm actually, like, I'm really trying to work through that now. I think it, it, the shot kind of started me or I guess furthered me on that journey of asking, asking that question. And I mean, I would just, I would genuinely, I, I think anybody should, should apply for it because you, you just, you don't even, you don't even know what you're going to get out of it. I mean, I, I did not expect to learn the things that I did learn and to have the breakthroughs that I had. Um, and a lot of it was, like I said, in the in-between moments of doing around and having to make decisions about what I wanted to submit to you and going, Oh my gosh, I have no idea if they're going to like this, but I can't really think about whether or not they're going to like it. If it feels right for me, because I have to stay true to myself. And there were, yeah, there were just a lot of really challenging moments like that where I had to make those decisions. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it paid off in the end and, and yes, I won, but honestly, it felt like I, it really felt like I was winning every time I was able to make that decision and do it confidently. Well, that, if that makes that's any great sense to hear. <laughs> that's, that's great to hear. And you know, like I've always liked the fact that you're an entertainer and just to show you the power of an entertainer. And I think you're a great singer too, but you know, Eric Church is going to sing at the Super Bowl, And when he got offered that job, you know what he said? I'm not a singer. No. I'm an entertainer. When I'm going to sing. I'm an entertainer, man. But, but, you know, obviously he's a good singer as are you. Um, question is, was there something that stood out from any of the judges that, that maybe you heard? I mean, other than Eric, cause let's face it, but anyway, um, <laughs> but, but, but other than Eric, uh, was it, what, did anything stand out to you that you kind of took away and said, that is something that I, We'll never forget. Maybe there was a bunch of that, but uh, was there any one thing or no? Oh man, that's a tough question. I ask tough that's questions. A, <laughs> that's a tough, but that's such a that's such a good question. I yeah. Um, like you might have heard the same thing over and over. You might heard the same thing over and over. I don't know, but but what maybe stood out to you as being the most important? I guess. Um, I think in it. In a in a weird way, I guess I well. First of all, I really appreciated that I found the entire panel was very honest with their feedback, um, and it was. I mean, it was so amazing to be able to watch back if you happen to get featured in an episode, um, to be able to watch back and actually hear some of that feedback sometimes and. Um, I think that the times when, when a lot of constructive criticism was given or, I mean, you know, we work in such a subjective industry that um, opinions are, I guess a lot of what was said can still be considered, you know, just someone's opinion, but all that, all that to say, like getting a variety of opinions and having people question what I was doing, that really forced me to question what I was doing as well. Um, I think that was something that really did mean a lot. And, and it was brought up several times, I think, especially in the finale was 
um, everyone kind of talked about, um, you know, my professionalism and, and hard work. And I, I, I remember so well, Jen, I think it was, I think it was Jen who said, you know, are, are you tired of hearing that yet, Michelle? You know, like we, we like your professionalism and hard work. And, um, and I just, I just remember thinking, especially after, um, I think I, you know, I think I said, no, I'm not tired of hearing it. I can't remember if I said that for sure in the, in the show live, but, um, inside I, I feel so strongly. And I've said to so many people, like I'm, I'm, I wasn't tired of hearing it because, and, and it meant so much to me because like 80% of this industry, as I have learned over the last, you know, almost 20 years since I started doing little gigs when I was about 10 years old, like so much of it is about just how well you can stay in the game. Absolutely. You know, um, it's, it's, it's about just keeping at it. I mean, it's a marathon and, you know, it comes with highs and lows and dips and, you know, when you're feeling up and down about stuff. But I think that, comment it really did mean a lot to me and it was really meaningful that it seemed to be something that everyone kept bringing up but it really you know clearly to me I was like okay this this does this is meaningful because like I said like it's 80% of the battle most of the time so I've got at least I know I'm, I'm doing something right and you know I'll keep working on all the other stuff but <laughs> I'm still I'm still here and um yeah, I mean, I, I think that was one thing. That was a super long answer to a question no, that that's I okay. still don't even feel. I don't even feel like I've, I've dug into it. I'm going to be going down to bed tonight, Shane, just like thinking about this question, and then I'm going to email you and tell you all about it. <laughs> one of the things that we had uh, the artists do was a song swap, right? And yes. I thought that was interesting. And so you did that with, with Logan, correct? And so... Yes. What, yeah. Tell me about that experience because it came down to you guys in the end. And what did you learn from that? And I guess, did you feel like when you got to the end, mean the finale, uh, that you were, how confident were you that, you know, I think I'm going to win this? Because there was some tough competition when it went right down to the wire. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was definitely, it was pretty funny that it ended up being Logan and I in the final two because we had done the song swap together. And, um, I just remember Logan making some funny comments, I think in the green, like the green room behind the zoom that was, that was on. And we were kind of joking with each other about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the competition was, was really amazing. I mean, there were so many different artists and, so like such an array of talent. Um, I think for me, getting to the top eight was like the biggest thing I have to say, because it just, I don't know. There was just something about getting into that stage with that group of people that just felt like, okay, like this is, this is it. Like, this is awesome. Um, but the song swap was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pivotal moment. I think it, it seems to be a very pivotal moment for, um, for the judges. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> it was, which, yes. which I'm, yeah, which I'm really grateful for. But I think what was cool for me is that that was another moment where I really questioned what I was doing and where it it really felt so 
validating to, I guess, really put myself out there. And at the end of the day, I, I was, you know, I was like, I, it was one of those moments, as I said before, I was like, I, I don't know if they're going to like this. I don't know if this is way too far out. Like if this is too different, if this is too this, too that. Um, but I'm just going to go for it. And well, well I just want to say that you and Logan are complete opposites. Like you've got, you know, rock star there with his red shirt and playing guitar and, you know, just his curly hair, like just a completely different oh, yeah. type of person uh, and a different type of, of, of entertainer or a different type of songwriter or musician. Like you guys were night and day. Oh yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was, it was so different. And I think even like the second you, you click play on Logan's version of the song, it's like this, you know, massive guitar solo just sliding <laughs> into this something blues. And um, yeah, like you said, just night and day. And when I first listened to the song, I actually was really thinking about doing a swing or trying to do some sort of swing version to it. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, well, I, I, I don't know if I'll switch the tempo and it's a blues and maybe it can be worked into a swing. That could be kind of fun. And um, But yeah, I mean, it ended up being a really creative process for me. And that, the fact that it was so creative for me and it almost like took all these different elements of it's almost like it used all these different parts of training that I've done in a way, both just, and I get, you know, kind of technically, but also then um, combining that with just how I wanted to express myself. And that was part of what made it honestly just like, it just felt so incredible. I was, I was genuinely not expecting the feedback that I got. And um, it was such an, an important moment for me, honestly, as, as an artist, Shane, because I really just ended up submitting something that um, it wasn't, it didn't feel overcomplicated. It just, it was a result of me just really diving into myself and expressing myself through what, you know, the different tools I had and kind of shipping that off. And the fact that, you know, at least the judging panel who got to listen to it, that everyone seemed to be so affected by it. Like that was a huge moment for me to go, wow, like this is the stuff you have to remember. It's like when you stay true to yourself, when you're authentic, when you just, it doesn't have to be this big overcomplicated thing. I mean, sometimes it is a big showy thing, but when you really just seek your, your own truth and you kind of seek what comes to you as an artist, like it's amazing how much that can speak to other people. And um, I ended up, you know, change, not doing it to a swing. I tried to do it to a swing and it just wasn't feeling right. And I'm a big lyrics person in my own songwriting so what I honestly, what I did is I, I, I took the lyrics and I, I printed them out and I went and had a bath and I sat and stared at the lyrics and I just started, um, I just like kind of isolated myself and I just really started focusing on the text and tried to take a bit of the melody that I could, but I really just stared at those lyrics and tried to think of kind of just like let things speak to me. I know maybe it sounds all kind of hippy dippy to some people, no. but like I, that's part of how I work. And, you know, as I, I just really like, I'm not, I'm that person who all of a sudden will just kind of like blurt 
be walking around and just kind of blurt out a melody. I'll just start <laughs> singing something. And I mean, you know, it's probably garbage, like 80% of the time. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like some of my favorite songs that I've written, it's because all of a sudden it's like I just open my mouth and I just let my body kind of just like speak whatever my soul is feeling. I, that sounds so weird, but it's almost what happens is it's like I just open my mouth and something comes out and I kind of surprise myself every now and then. Um, and yeah, so it was a really, really cool process of taking kind of just what I was feeling creatively and mixing it with, you know, just what I was thinking and what I'd learned about arranging and um, just kind of combining these different forces. And it was a cool moment. Yeah. That's it was awesome. a really cool moment. Yeah. So, so it's easier to pick out the things like that, that you ended up doing well. Can you tell me about yeah. anything along the way that you kind of felt like maybe you made a mistake at? Was there ever a moment where you went, you know, that was not something I should have done or I kind of handled that wrong. Maybe I didn't answer that question right. Like whatever it was, do any of those pop into your head? Um, another like fantastic question that I'm going to be thinking about after and <laughs> ruminating on. Um, those are, those are harder to answer, right? Because it's easier to find yeah. your successes. But when you think, well, what were the moments where I thought maybe I failed or that I wasn't going to go to the next step or that I didn't do yeah. something the best for whatever reason it was? Maybe you didn't have any. I don't know. Well, no, you know what? I think the thing that's interesting is like I, I definitely have moments like that. I can't, I'm having a hard time picking out those specific moments, but I, I like I know for sure that I, that I had them. And if, if there's anything interestingly enough, I would actually say that there were so many, there were several times when I went to submit something that I was just so nervous about submitting it. Or, you know, um, when say CJ was doing a chat on discord and opening it up to questions and stuff, like I was nervous about speaking up at, sometimes and, just asking a question and kind of challenging maybe something that somebody else had said or, you know, just for the sake of, of discussion and just, you know, genuinely asking a question that I was really curious about. Um, and same with the competition, different challenges, like thinking about stuff that I did wrong. I'm sure there were moments where I actually did stuff um, and I could go back and go, oh, that was like maybe not so smooth or not so great. But but things there were, I guess, like again, if, if I could turn the question into maybe, you know, a positive thing is a lot of moments where I thought that, okay, this is it. Like I was like, I, I kind of screwed that up or I, you know, I was too much this way or whatever, or that's just too different. Like they ended up being moments that were turned into this very positive thing if that makes any sense absolutely because i because I, I and i think what it was is like i really was i it was a workshop in confidence in myself and you know i mean i yeah i ended up winning the competition but like i i mean it's I think if anything, like anyone who's out there listening to this going like, I don't know if my music is suited for this, or I don't know if I'm suited for this. Um, you just, you, you don't, you don't know. Like, I think if you, 
the only thing that you can really do is just try to be your authentic self and and see where that takes you and know that if you're questioning things along the way that like I was too and um you know I mean I guess that's kind of what I think of there were several moments where I was like oh my god I think I messed that up I don't think I don't think I'm going to the next round or and and, you know I ended up getting through so I'm sure I'm going to go back now and 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 find a bunch of mistakes and, and I'll let you know about those <laughs> but, but, you know it's I funny I was definitely not perfect I was not perfect and um yeah. What you were saying, that. though, about, you know, if you think your music or your style may not fit and there's there's things that like, again, along the way, maybe we didn't think that what you offered was going to fit. But but we had to keep saying yes, because you, <laughs> like you there was no choice. We're like, what well, does it matter? She's yes. She's got to keep going because she's got talent. She's professional. Um, she's a good songwriter. She's got a good voice. Like you kept checking those boxes. So it didn't matter like until, and then at the end it was like, wow, like we really uncovered something here that even I didn't think we would, to be honest with you. We knew you had talent. We knew you were a great entertainer and you had this whole package and, but yeah, all along the way you get pushed along and then here you go winning the competition. What advice do you give to uh, somebody who let's say right now is like you said, thinking about, you know, joining this and, and getting into the shot, uh, just real briefly, like any kind of words of encouragement for them or words of fear of the judges. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are slightly afraid of the judges, that is normal. Um, I probably faked my confidence sometimes while I was sitting there being like, I have no idea if they like me or not. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, even that to say, you know, just, be confident in yourself and um, I, I guess just go for it because you, you really don't know be, but you know, be professional, be, um, be a hard worker, I guess, when it comes to the tasks that are at hand um, because that's also very much part of the real world and the industry is that, you know, deadlines and details are important and you know so when there's a round to be completed like read through the instructions and right and uh, so so you know what you're in for because I mean maybe it sounds it sounds simple in a way but when I like there were so many times where I read through things several times because then it also like it gave me structure to then be creative within and know what I could do um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you're out there and you're interested, like just, just work, keep, keep working hard and, and keep working at, at finding your, your own voice. And I guess not, not being afraid, obviously, if it's different and, um, and, or if it's similar in a way, like I really, I really think that you don't have to be you know, a completely different artist in regards to something that like no one's ever seen anything like before to be successful. Because if you are genuinely yourself, which sounds easier said than done, like I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you're genuinely yourself, like technically nobody can be you anyway. So 
somebody may at very first glance think, oh, well, they're just another this person or they're another this person. But if you just keep working at it and working at speaking your own truth through your music and through your artistry, like your subtleties, the subtleties of who you are as a person will start to show more and more. And like nobody, nobody can ever be exactly that. So, Absolutely. you know, just, just be caught, like do your best to be confident in yourself. And if you have to fake it for a period of time, <laughs> then, you know, fake it till you make it as they say. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I always give the advice of, you know, work hard, be authentic. Yeah. And you have to, you have to listen, like you have to like mm. open your ears to what people are saying, the advice that you're get, given rather, um, you know, when you hear things, cause you're, you're getting, when you watch the episodes, you hear what judges and industry people are saying, not only about you, but, but about the other people who are in the competition, right? So you get to kind of, you gotta kind of put that in your back pocket and say, remember when so-and-so kept talking about this being important? Well, clearly I better, I better make that important for me because that's yep. how I'm gonna get through. So people don't listen very well just in general <laughs> in life and, and <laughs> they don't. And, and I just feel like that's something, you know, you really have to do and pick up on those little things that you're being told by a judge or someone else is being told or that you're seeing or whatever it might be. But I think listening is very important. And uh, you definitely listened. Uh, we're going to end with this. I want to talk about the strikeout swing. So let's talk about <laughs> that song and then we're going to play it. So where did that kind of come from and give us the background with that? Oh man, I'm going to have to relive an old breakup here for that one. Uh, <laughs> um, it was, so the song came about because I was going through this breakup, which was number like breakup with this person, number 300 out of 600 or something. Like <laughs> it was, it was just this ongoing back and forth relationship. And, um, but this, this time I had written ballads before I had written the, like the super lovey songs. Um, this time I was just genuinely, I was frustrated, you know, and um, as you'll hear in the lyrics to the opening verse of the song, um, it says, how do you write a song about someone who did you wrong and all you have are ballads? And that line, I remember just came to me because I was so frustrated thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, this person has broken my heart over and over again. And all I can think of are these, you know, lush ballads, but I don't want to write them <laughs> a ballad. I, I don't want to write a ballad. You know, I, I have, I have all these other feelings inside that I want to get out. And, and that's honestly what kind of inspired it. And gosh, you know, I, it's funny. Like I can't even remember exactly why baseball all all of a sudden kind of came into it. Um, well, it I, makes sense though with, I, I with mean, yeah, a breakup, I, right? Like you've, you've gone through this, like a strikeout is three strikes and you're out. Right. So there, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, and I'm trying to remember now, it would be interesting to go back through my voice notes and, and find, because but like usually when I write a song, I try to be really disciplined and, and get as much as I can out while the inspiration is there. I think that's super important. And I remember actually hearing Taylor Swift talk about that years ago in an interview I watched where she talked about like, it's really important to be disciplined when inspiration strikes because of, you know, what you can get from it. Um, but this was one song where I had 
like I was having a hard time just putting it all together and I kept coming back to it at different points. And part of me is, is wondering whether or not that first line, uh, I'm going to swing my booze away. You know, I, I think I was wanting to, like I said, like I wasn't wanting to write a ballad. I wanted to write a swing. I kind of wanted it to be this juxtaposition. And I think it just kind of forayed into this whole idea of swings and strikes and, you know, get out of here. Like it's three <laughs> strikes, you're out. It's been four strikes, you're super out. Um, yeah, so it, it's a song I'm very proud of and it, it's a really fun song. Like I've I've been so inspired by old jazz standards. Like I, I'm just such a big fan of those classic songs and a lot of standards for anyone who who maybe isn't as familiar with the genre um a lot of standards come from old musicals you know in the 20s and 30s and 40s and so there's just so much storytelling to them and I just I, I love the cheekiness of the songs you know I there's so many standards that just pop into my head and and such cheeky lyrics and and stories and um, and that's kind of what inspired me with this song was, first of all, the intro, which is like an old verse that you would get in, in a song like Someone to Watch Over Me by Gershwin. Like most people don't know, but there's a lot of those songs have these verses that you hear before you even get to the part of the song that most of us are familiar with. So there's that little verse and then, it you know, it goes into a swing and it's just kind of these cheeky lyrics that have like an old school feel to them. But if you listen, like, it's just, you know, 29-year-old me in <laughs> 2021 singing about my very modern feelings. <laughs> well, well, see, now with the connections that you've made with other people on the shot, you can call Logan and say, I'm angry. Can you send me some angry guitar <laughs> and I can put some <laughs> lyrics to it now, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. There you go. Well, I appreciate your time. We're going to play the song as well, but congratulations again. And uh, you've got all the talent in the world. Uh, I'm sure now once uh, the pandemic is over, you're going to take your money that you've won now and live on the islands in Hawaii and good for you. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's going to be happening anytime too soon, but how can people check out your music or where can they reach out, all that kind of fun stuff? So you can find, uh, so you can find me on my website, which is my name, michellekazabowski.com. I also have a Facebook page and I, I'm the most present, I would say, on Instagram and I have YouTube as well. And I'm in the process of kind of, you know, uh, going through more of a discovery phase. So there isn't as much new content that's being posted, but I'm in the works of a lot of stuff. So definitely check out those different platforms for when for when new things start to pop up because I'm I'm excited for when, for when, you know, I start sharing more and more things again. Awesome. Our very first shot podcast, Michelle Kasabowski, and it is the strike out swing, baby. How do you write a song about someone who did you wrong and all you have are ballads if you're not really in the for a misty, stormy, weathered blues Perhaps it's time to try something new I'm gonna swing my 
what do I know? Cause I'm just bitter. for listening to The Shot Podcast. The Shot is allowing independent singer-songwriters to experience what it would be like to audition for a record label. Over the course of several months, artists will workshop, collaborate on, and perform original songs. The winner will receive the opportunity to be signed to a major management deal and the chance to perform on a premier stage at Canadian Music Week. Visit The Shot at musicexperiences.org.